Hey guys, welcome to the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the show. Be sure to subscribe so you know when new episodes are being released. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. This episode is an interview with the small business show hosted by Lori Brooks. The show is designed to help promote small business entrepreneurs. Lori kept the interview flowing with questions on the motivation and direction of the Save Us Sisters group and this podcast, and I enjoyed filling her in. Here's our conversation. show. I'm your host, Lori Brooks. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Noreen Ford, creator of the Save Our Sisters group and the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast. Noreen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Lori. It's such an honor to be a part of your show. I am super excited to have you as a guest, and I'm excited to dive into your journey as an entrepreneur. But before we do, I want to rewind the clock just a bit. I want to go back to the days of, say, junior high or high school. Think about a time when, (laughs) say, an aunt or an uncle or even a mentor at school would have asked you, what it is you want to be when you grow up? What was your answer to that question back then? Lori... At that time, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. But as I got into my later years, I'm like, I want to be a businesswoman, to be honest. (laughs) I I wanted to walk around with my attache case and my fly suits and I have my hair whipped. And I wanted to, like, get into the boardroom, sit in the big chair, put my, my briefcase on the table, and I wanted to run stuff. So that's that's really what I wanted to be. I mean, I... I guess I followed that path of being a businesswoman without the traditional business, so to speak. You are a business owner and an entrepreneur, and there's no such thing as traditional anymore, I don't no. think. The, the days of pandemic have changed, <laughs> and business okay. no longer has the face that it once had. You maybe wanted to go into business. But what do you feel like were some of the first steps for you when entrepreneurship became a thought process? Well, it was actually running one of my Save Our Sisters meetings. Now, I when I started this Save Our Sisters platform, it started out just women meeting at the local library, and we just sat and talked about topics that affect women. We're talking menopause, we're talking divorce, domestic abuse, human trafficking mental health and wellness, being a parent, single parenting. We started with that. And then I invited a financial counselor to come in and speak. And she was talking about all these different things that we can do to have generational wealth and get multiple streams of income. But when she said podcasting, I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds really good. And then I went home and I told my husband, I said, hey, you know what? I think I want to do podcasting. I think it will be an amazing way for women to actually translate all their feelings and thoughts and all of their experiences 
into a podcast, into a recording that people can listen to, whether they go to work or they're cleaning the house on Saturday morning. They can just listen to it and inspire the women. And so I started from there thinking about how I'm going to do this thing. Now, of course, I didn't know anything at all about podcasting. I just knew what it was. So, of course, I had to get on Spotify and start listening to a few things. All I heard was multiple streams of income. And I'm like, bingo. (laughs) It sounded easy enough. It sounded easy to set up and get going. And I'm an introvert. You wouldn't tell, but I'm an introvert, but I feel like when I have something to say, it's important. And so I wanted these women to shine and I wanted their stories to be out there so that we can really inspire the women. I always say that one woman's story can unlock another woman's prison because you don't know how people are holding on to these things and how they're letting it affect them. And so that's what I really wanted to do. So in the entrepreneurial field of getting that, I was like, I think this would be a good avenue to go to because you get sponsorships. I don't have any yet, but you get the sponsorships, you get, you get the recognition. And then not only that, these women get to share their stories and be part of something really bigger than themselves. And I wanted to be the one that would bring it to everybody else. I started off wanting to really help empower, share the stories of other women with other women. And this was all offline pre-pandemic. This was a group that you had started and you brought in an outside speaker to help this group. And that in and of itself sparked something in you that you didn't even think about prior to that moment, just out of nowhere. And that's why I'm, I'm bringing that piece back because Those moments that spark an entrepreneurial journey can come from anywhere. You never know when that moment's gonna happen. It's not something you necessarily plan. It can come from anyone and anything at any time in the least expected moment. And it wasn't her presentation on finances that sparked the journey. It was the specific idea of podcasting that made you recognize it was a tangible avenue and journey that you yourself could begin taking that could foster the conversation that was being had with the group that day with the advisor. And and you took that and you ran with it. You began educating yourself on what a podcast was. You hadn't heard of it before. And that's the thing. You don't have to be an expert in whatever it is you're starting your entrepreneurial journey in you don't Absolutely. you can begin educating yourself google exists siri exists alexa YouTube. exists yes youtube exists i mean there are so many ways to go about educating yourself on the journey and on the different avenues of the journey in this day and age that telling yourself that you don't have the experience no longer I think a valid excuse. And, and I think you, you definitely bring like credit to that in the, the ability to just recognize, okay, I've never heard of this. I've never, I've never actually engaged in the creation of this sort of a tool, but within X amount of time, I was able to take steps to get myself organized, to figure out how to go ahead and launch this platform. 
So I love that it's evergreen content that the women are able to turn to at any point in time. I love what you're doing because normalizing experiences for women throughout my life, whenever somebody normalizes an experience for me, it's an empowering moment for me in my life. It really is. It is. And, and, it, and, and another thing that it really does is that it just lets other women know that they're not alone in, in their journey. They're not alone in their struggles. There are other women out here. The, the stories that have been told on the Save Our Sisters Unplugged podcast have been on a wide a range of things. I mean, we're talking domestic abuse. We're talking child abuse, and that was an incest case. We're talking migration from one country to the next women that have lost, have had um, child loss. And these women are just opening up about all of these things. And um, with those types of stories, it just really lets other women know that, hey, you know what? This is where she started, but this is where she is. So if she can do it, I can also do it. And not only that, we also always end with leaving a tip for the woman listener so that she would have a little nugget that she can think about it may spark her interest into saying hey you know what i'm gonna contact this girl i want to share my story as well i've been on clubhouse just doing some just general networking and i've had women that have reached out to me and said hey i want to be on your podcast i have a story to tell and i just we've just got in got in the booth so to speak and just got it done and but I don't want to just leave it at the podcasting. I want to save our sister's brand to do other things. We're going to try and get not-for-profit status because we want to help the homeless. We, we want to partner with other women through this process. I've actually met a woman in Jacksonville. Her name is Jada Jordan, and she runs a, a what do you call it, an organization called Transitioning Queens. And she was also on the podcast, and she... Her transitioning queens was actually for women that have come out of domestic abuse relationships that have become homeless. And so her her project is to house the homeless. And so I would like to partner with companies like that. I would like to do big things. Another thing that we would like to do is start a scholarship fund for girls coming out of high school. We want these girls to have a really good start. We want them to know, hey, big sis is here. You're not, you're not going to start this life journey alone because college can be very scary to some people. College, it's not just all parties and games. You have to go in there with intent. You have to go in laser focused. Not to say that you can't have fun, but you always have to remember your end goal because women have so much power now that we didn't have 20, 30 years ago. We have a female vice president, something to aspire to. And I'm glad she looks like me, you know, yeah. and that makes it all the more important that we really get these young girls when they're younger so that they can grow up with some of the nuggets that us older women can give them, you know? I'm excited to see what the next 20 years brings with those who are growing up now, having the ability to witness those who are in powerful positions as women today, and not just powerful positions as women, but women of color in powerful positions. Business owners as leaders, and as you mentioned, are unprecedented right now. And it's it's exciting to witness, and I, I am I'm very excited to see 
over the next 20, 30 years, how this really changes the face of, of the next couple of generations. Too. I mean, this world is just, it's changing, you know? And we as women, we go through a lot of uh, ebbs and flows in life. We go through a lot of life changes that maybe even the male perspective, they would never understand how we actually move. But, you know, us as women, we have to really link arms. What do you feel has really helped you throughout this journey of birthing the podcast and the group? What do you feel has really helped you, you know, maintain your focus throughout the creation of both? Well, I would say my husband, from the moment that I brought this idea to him, he was like, oh yeah, he's on board. I mean, he's checking out equipment. We're oh. looking at different platforms. I got an entire, um, what do you call this arm? Uh, <laughs> the, the, a sweet microphone. Like he yeah. was really on board to help me be yeah. successful. But at the same time, I had to remember, hey, you are a wife and a mother. And so I had, and of course, the podcast is not to a point yet where I cannot focus on work. And so I have to mind a business that pays me as well. Yeah. So yeah. I had to really do a lot of structuring so that my work-life balance would not suffer, so to speak. And, um, but yeah, I, I've been, I've kind of been laser focused and I, I cut work off and then I get into my podcasting. I love when you broke down that focus, time management, and the people you surround yourself with are truly what helped you to be able to, to move forward and launch this product completely. My husband is very supportive of the podcast, but he's very shy. Yes. So he yes. has not Same been here. on the podcast. He has not right. been a guest. I, you I, know, I, Fatherhood Series is coming up and I'm going to be inviting like a male panel. And yeah. so I would love for him to be on there, but I, he's a behind the scenes guy. Then my unofficial IT person, yes. my editor, my producer. That's my husband. There you go. You know, exactly. my hype man, you yeah. know, he had been all of those things. And one thing that I learned too, when I first started the podcast and I move in silence, I'm very private. So when I put it out there, you have like maybe a thousand, let's just throw a number out there. You have like a thousand friends on Facebook. And then when you throw right. it out there, you expect to have like a thousand downloads. Yeah. Well, That's not that was an eye opener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was absolutely not the case. Yes, no. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. all my friends aren't going to listen to my podcast, are right. they? <laughs> and so I felt, I felt a kind of way. I felt like a little disappointed. I was like, because if any of my friends have anything going on, I'm like, yay, I'm all about it. I'm subscribing. Right. I'm listening. I'm giving right. you feedback. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to rate. Yes. I'm going to review. I'm going to do it all because... They don't understand how much those ratings and reviews help the algorithm. It helps, it helps them to know that you're here. And, so you, and even if you listen to the entire episode, I mean, you can't listen to 10 minutes of the episode and be like, yeah, I like it. I only listened to the first 10 minutes. Right. And so I had to really learn how to tune that out and just say, you know what? Not all of my friends are going to listen. Not everyone is into podcasts. It's not everyone's jam. Some right. people prefer to watch TV. Some people prefer to listen to the radio mm -hmm. and some people prefer to listen to music. And then podcast is just something that's in there in the mix of it all. And so, but it's, I, as I become a little more experienced in this podcasting world, there is a podcast for everyone. Yes. 
And so I've learned a lot since I first started, but there are people that will definitely support you like yourself. You come on, you invite me on, you say, Hey, I want to give you a little exposure. I see you're starting out, you're doing your thing, you know, and it meant so much to me to, to get that. Oh, of course, of course, really the show is designed to help small business owners and entrepreneurs really learn about the entrepreneurial journey as a whole to provide small business owners with that opportunity to share their story, to share their business with the world. That, that ability doesn't exist in this format fully just yet until now. We have to get the message out there and the message surprisingly is going to people that we honestly do not even know just yet. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a tough skin because you might, you might spend hours editing yes. a podcast or yeah. interviewing people and then somebody gets on and you say, so how did you like the podcast episode? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and then you have to be like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, but you, you welcome the feedback too, because you want to improve. I mean, not everybody's going to end up on Oprah's couch, but you, you want to improve. You want it to be good. You want the quality to be good. You want the message to be good. And, uh, and you want people to just enjoy it and be like, Hey, you know what? This, this episode, I really resonated, it really resonated with me. It changed my life. And you spoke to my spirit. You want good feedback. You want it to do what it do. Yes. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> want it to do what it do because you wanted to help those women. You want to encourage them to share their stories and you, you kind of want to coach them out of it, but in a creative way, you know, that secrets, secrets keep you sick and you want people to just be healthy. You want them to, to think of their mental health, think of the example that you're setting for your children. And so I'm just so happy that women are evolving and we're so resilient and we're taking a stand and we're just doing it. We're just doing what we were put here to do. We, listen, we are awesome creatures. We can do whatever we set our mind to, you know, they, they yes. say it's a man's world, but is it really? Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about I'm that. Sure. You notice sure. it? The man is the head of the house, but we are the neck uh -huh. and the head cannot move without the neck. Okay. So. <laughs> Plus we look cuter doing stuff anyway. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's too funny. Well, let me stop because I don't want your listeners to think that I'm some man basher. <laughs> I've been told I was funny, so I'm trying to, you know. You're fun. You're, I appreciate you. <laughs> so tell us all about where you are with Safe Art Sisters as a group, as a podcast. What are your plans coming up next? Well, what I would, where I'm at right now is I am just creating the content that I see people need that's going on. I try to stay current with the content, but I'm open to people just coming and saying, Hey, can you talk about this? And I'm like, yeah, we can definitely talk about this. The yeah. episode that I'm going to create next is a topic that I've never talked about and is very controversial. And the title of it is going to be pro-choice, a redemption story. And so one of the ladies contacted me and she'd had an abortion and she'd had redemption and she wanted to talk about it. And I know that pro-life, pro-choice people, there's an equal amount of people on either side of the line 
and everybody can say what they feel about it, but no one knows what anyone is going through until you can walk in their shoes, yeah. you know? And so where I'm at right now is just trying to really get the stories that people can relate to, the things that people don't talk about, you know? And then what I would like to do is get my not-for-profit 501c3 status going so I can go ahead and start getting donations and setting up things and maybe working with the Center for Prevention of Abuse, getting donations over to those centers, collecting cell phones that people don't use because what people don't realize is you can still dial 911. And so those shelters actually use those phones for those things still. And so, of course, getting the uh, programs ready so that getting the um, scholarship program set up so we can get that pushed. And then there's a website in the works. So I will be so happy when that comes out. My brother has been working with me. He, he is actually uh, right up there with my husband with support. I would like to create a, a huge event where we can get women of all ages. We're talking from the Gen Z's all the way up to maybe the baby boomers because there's a gap between the generations. There's a gap of information that's lost between the generations. Yes. We grew up, I'm, a, I'm not a millennial. What am I? I'm in the 49, I'm 49. <laughs> I'm like, where am I? I, um, I you know what, I don't know. Gen X? <laughs> I think I'm Gen X. <laughs> I think so. And so there's things that we grew up that the standard respect, we respect our elders. And I'm not saying that millennials don't, but the way they do things is totally different to the way we do things. We don't push the envelope, but they push the envelope. They will hold your feet to the fire and they will light the match. <laughs> and just just having that, that platform where we can all come together, it's sort of like a HACES event. And we can all just be there and it'll be a comfortable environment. We want women to be completely informed. And we want the younger women to be informed too, because I grew up in an era where when women got pregnant, they would automatically kick you out of school. You would have to go to night school because they didn't want you to be an influence to the other girls. I had another program called Single Parents United. And one of the ladies, um, she came from a, a church in the area and she was telling me of a story of a pregnant girl that came to their church and she was looking for help. She, she found herself pregnant. She's alone. She didn't have family in the area. And she came to the church and she was looking for help and guidance and maybe some acceptance. And they turned her away. And I asked her, I said, well, why did you guys turn her away? And she said, oh, no we don't believe in that. She's pregnant. We don't believe in that. And I said, that's unfortunate because that was a missed opportunity. You kicked her while she was already down. If you were going to turn her away, you should have at least given her some resources on where she can go to get help. Even if your organization or your church does not provide what she needs, you send a message to this girl. One, she's being judged. And two, she's not welcome there. So now what happens to that girl? Now she ends up pregnant on the street or she's in, uninformed or she has nowhere to go. And, and this is what Save Our Sisters want. We want to eliminate that. We don't want that girl to be feeling like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. 
that's really what we not what, what what we don't want to do. We want everyone to feel welcomed. We want everyone to feel like this is a safe space. We want everyone to feel as though listen, this is just girl time. This is sister time. You can come to us with any topic and we will not turn you away because listen, no one's perfect. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to judge you here because we've all done some things. We we've all had have chapters of our life that we don't read out loud. You know what I'm saying? No one is exempt from making mistakes. No one's exempt from that. We're all human. But as a sisterhood, we will come together and we will figure this thing out. We will help you out. And if we can't help you, we're going to go ahead and direct you to someone else. So we definitely want this to be all encompassing. We definitely want it to be so inclusive. And we just want them to just be all right. We just want women to be all right because as leaders of our communities, when women are okay, man, the communities are okay. The children are okay. Husbands are getting cared for because we're lighter. We can call up a sister and say, hey, my husband told me that this is what he was experiencing. What should I do? And then we'll all get together, maybe over wine, <laughs> and we'll just have a discussion about it. But there's nothing wrong in seeking help. There's one thing to go in and seeking help, and then there's another thing in bashing your husband. That's mm-hmm. something that I definitely wouldn't do. So we were very intentional about how we speak to people, what we tell them, because we just we definitely want them to know that you can be uplifted and encouraged here, but we also will not bash your husband or your children with you. We have standards. We definitely will have standards. I love how you're creating such an inclusive and safe space. Uh, so anything at all that I can do to help you share the story and continue to grow, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. I am I super excited about what they're doing and it's, it's super important. So I thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's actually a passion. And it it also stems from my own childhood where we were were supposed to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, hey, I'm a grown woman now. They can't tell me to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, that is a great segue into this. If you had the ability to go back, say, 10 or 15 years and tell yourself just one thing, and you weren't being silenced, what would that one thing have Speak out. Speak out. You can talk in other ways. You can write a letter. There's so much technology. <laughs> you can send a text. Speak out. Anytime you feel a certain way, talk about it. Even the person that's trying to silence you, still try to find a way to get them to understand what this silence is doing to you internally. And why would they want you to be silent? Seek help, seek therapy. I am a big believer in getting your mental health together. Mental health care is part of self-care. And I have been doing a lot of that. I mean, you might seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching, all of that is part of self-care. So, you know, what you're watching on TV, what you're listening to, because what you listen to, you intentionally start to believe what people are telling you. You have to be careful about what you're taking in. You have to set yourself up to have like a calm environment. So that's where the smells come from. And then what you're tasting, what you're putting into your body, 
you have to get your mind, body, and spirit aligned. And then you have to, as I always say, teach somebody else. You teach people how to treat you. But if I had to, my oh my gosh, if I had to go back, I would not be as quiet as I was. I actually played into the role of being seen and not heard. I was very quiet, but I was observant. And there were some things that I saw that was not right, but because of, you know, who my parents were and the environment that I grew up in, I was, I was silenced, but I would, I would speak out. I wouldn't care. You know, I had a young lady that her boyfriend was beating her and she wanted to cover up her bruises. She was fairly fair skinned and she wanted to cover up her bruises. And I said, why are you covering it up? This is not your shame. It is not your shame. You shouldn't be shameful to have these bruises. I would tell the world, I would tell everybody, this is what he did to me. You have to keep your power. Yes. You cannot give up your power. You can't give the devil that much energy. You That's cannot right. let him win. So my former self, man, she was so quiet. If I could go back, I would shake her and be like, listen, speak up. <laughs> yes. speak up. Tell everybody what you're going through. They don't need to know all the details, but if something's not right, you go tell anybody. Somebody listen. If you tell enough people, it becomes a thing. Somebody will listen. Don't be afraid because not everyone subscribes to that. And so you have to really um, go to people that you trust. Definitely make sure to speak up, speak out. Don't stay silent when there is something that you need to get out there. I appreciate you for sharing that. The show is really designed to help entrepreneurs come up with an idea for a business in an industry that they may not have been thinking about. So we are interested in what it is that the community might be able to help you with. If in fact you have a magic wand and could wave it and change anything at all in your business, either in the group or the podcast, whatever you choose, what would it be and why? I have such big dreams. My passion is helping the homeless. If we can get a building where we can house the homeless, my husband and I always say, if God would ever bless us financially enough where we can give back, I would buy a hotel. You know how those hotels are always selling out or they're closing down. It's already equipped as little studio apartments. I will turn that into a complete homeless shelter. I would, of course, it would still run like a hotel, but I would implement like maybe a six month program where people can get job skills, they can get cleaned up, they can they can live with that dignity. Because for a lot of the homeless, people don't see them. And I want them to feel seen and I want them to feel like they're still important. So if I were to get a building where we can house homeless people and or even homeless women or maybe an extension of something else, Save Our Sisters Foundation, it would go towards funding programs for women and providing homes for the homeless to get your health together, your physical health, your mental health, your financial health. And then we want you to feel dignified. We want you to walk upright. We want you to feel like yourself again. 
We want you to feel like you contributed to society. Yes. So if I had the opportunity, man, I could do wonders. <laughs> I, well, I will tell you, I am waiting that long, and I am asking the audience to begin looking, keep their eyes and ears open, see if there are properties that they can find out about or forward information on, if anyone knows of any developers, property developers, things of that sort, that might have a project that we can collaborate or talk to about, definitely do not hesitate to reach out. So Noreen, I would love for you to go ahead and share the best way for the audience to be able to reach out to you if in fact they do have resources, ideas, tips, tricks, or tools that might be able to assist you throughout your Well, currently I am on Facebook. They can reach, actually they can send an email to saveoursisters2020 at gmail.com. My Facebook group, Save Our Sisters, dash sos group on facebook they can definitely join the group we're also on instagram we have we utilize youtube as well um but we're not very good on youtube it's so many different platforms it's like when you're working for someone else you don't have time to be on right. every single platform but the email is the best way for right now instagram like i said save our sisters underscore 2020 on instagram uh, we're actually on TikTok. I mean, I post yeah. <laughs> my audiograms on TikTok. They can contact us there. And then the website is going to be coming out soon. And then that would be another way as well. But we're just, uh, we're just really blessed that most of the people, well, actually, when I started to Save Our Sisters, I didn't say I wanted it to be a Christian thing. I'm a Christian woman, but I didn't put Christian podcasts on it. But I've been meeting all these Christian women that are just so empowering already that when they tell me their story, I'm like, you've done this. <laughs> so yes, they can definitely reach out on any of those platforms and we would be happy to speak with them. And that's why the not-for-profit status is so important because once we get that, we'll be able to receive donations and, and make sure that the, the funding that we're doing, we would not only put it to the um, scholarship fund, but we would also be put it to a building fund to where we can actually maybe someday afford a building, purchase a building or purchase a van, you know, to transport people back and forth. We just want to, we don't, we just don't want it to just be a save our sisters group. And that's mm -hmm. it. We want to really impact the community. And no matter where we are, we want people to know what Save Our Sisters is all about, what we represent, what we stand for, our morals, our values, you know. Excellent. Well, I really, really, really am excited about the Save Our Sisters community, the group, the podcast, and I really look forward to supporting you in your journey as you grow the community and the podcast. So I thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a blessing and a joy to be invited and for you to give me this platform to speak about what we're doing because we truly want to impact women and young women coming up behind us. And I am excited to help share the message. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, 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 uh,